0: So I'm not sure if this will be any good, but I've always wanted to try this, you know, singing one of those really classic, really awesome Broadway songs. And I figured, hey, why not start with My shot by Ling manuel Miranda and Anthony Ramos and others. OK, so it's going to be no background music, but I'm going to try singing. way. I'm not from Weimar shot I'm not from Weimar Shot. Hey, I'm just like from country. I'm young, scrappy and hungry and not from Weimar Shot. I'm getting a scholarship at King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag I am amazing astonished. Problem is I got a lot of brains with no polish. I got a hollow just be heard for every word I drop knowledge. I'm diamonding rough, I shine a shine piece of coal, trying and reach for gold, my power of speech, unpeachable. Own nineteen but mind is old these New York City streets get cold, dry shoulder I've burden, every disadvantage. I've learned to manage. I'm have gun brandish, I walk the streets famished. The Plan is to let's hang. Fuck is is sparking to flame But damn it's going dark so the the name I'm um, A-L-E-S-A-N-D-E-R We're meant to be A colony that runs independently Meanwhile Britain keeps shitting on us endlessly Essentially they tax us relentlessly and Then King George turns round Runs a spending spree He ain't never going to set his descendants free So there'll be a revolution in the century And to me he says in parentheses Don't be shocked when history books mention me I'll lay down life if it sets us free eventually You'll see my ascendancy, and I'm not from way my shot. I'm not from way my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrapping, hungry, not from way my shot. I'm not from way my shot. I'm not from way my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrapping, hungry, I'm not from way my shot. It's time to take a shot. I dream's life, I'm on kick- Fuck. I dream of life without a monarchy. Young rest in France would leak to anarchy. Anarchy, how you say, how you say anarchy? When I fight, I make you have a key with my shot. You're a tailor's apprentice, I got your knuckles and local parentis I'm joining rebellion because I know it's my chance to socially advance, they've in some pants. I'm going to take a shot. I'll never be truly free. Do those in bondage have the same rights as you and me? You and I do or die, wait till I sold the inn. I'm starting in the first black battalion. You not have enough shot Geniuses learn your voices Keep out of trouble And double your choices I'm with you But situations fraught You've got to be carefully taught If you talk You're going to get shot Better check what we got Mr Lafayette Hard rock like that I think the pants look hot Lawrence I like you a lot Let's have to pop black and kill Calling pot. pop What else the gods Will put us all in one spot Popping squat And conventional wisdom Like it or not A bunch of revolutionary Manumission revolutionists Give me a position Show me where you have an Fuck Jesus Christ. Oh am I talking too loud sometimes to get over excited to chew off at mouth, never had group friends before I promise I'll make y'all proud to get this guy in front of the crowd. I'm not from way shot I'm not from way shot. Hey I'm just like my country, I'm young scrapping hungry, not from way shot. I'm not from way shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrapping, hungry, not throwing away my shot. Everybody sing, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, let them hear you. Let's go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, shout to the rooftops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. said, to the rooftops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on, let's go. Rise up when living knees. You rise up to your brother. got to rise up to his sister. has got to rise up. When those colonies gonna rise up? 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 Rise up. I'm death so much if it feels like a memory. When's it gonna get me in my sleep? Seven feet ahead than me. If I sit coming, die wrong or die let it be. Is it like beat of our melodies? See, I never i live past 20. Where I come from, some get half. And many ask anybody why are we living fast. And we laugh, reach for a flask. We have to make this moment last. That's plenty. Scratch that. There's our moments, of the movement, we're all hungry brothers. Something proof went. foes oppose us, we take on a stand. We roll like Moses, claiming our promised land. if we win our independence, that guarantee of freedom for our descendants. With blood we shed, begin an endless cycle of vengeance and death with no defendants. I know the action in the streets is exciting, but Jesus between us, Jesus between all bleeding, fighting. I've been reading, writing, neat, hand off my natural situation. A way in number of nation states. State nation. I'm past patiently waiting, I'm passionately mashing every expectation, every action's an act of creation I'm laughing, face casualties and sorry. for less time, I'm thinking past tomorrow I'm not throwing away my shot, I'm not throwing away my shot Hey, I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrapping, hungry, and not throwing away my shot We're going to rise up, time take a shot, we're going to rise up, time to take a shot We're going to rise up, rise up, it's time to take a shot, rise up Rise up. It's time to take a shot. Rise up. Rise. Take shot. Take shot. It's time to take shot. Time to take a shot. And I'm not throwing away my shot. Not throwing away my shot. Jesus Christ. You guys try. Try doing that shit in one take. You can't like. For someone... I don't, I'm not a singer. You guys know I can't sing. But I'm not a singer. You tried doing that shit in one take. Like, I I, almost lost it a few times. In fact, I did lose it a couple of times. But I almost had it. I almost fucking had it. And given I can't actually sing. And I had no background music. And no one dancing around me. I think I did a pretty pretty poor job. But what, what are you going to do? Um, wait, That's one thing. To, I'm crying. That's so much effort it took out of me. But... That's one of the things I love about this podcast I can share this crap with you and because no one comments and no one gets reviews it's like, I have to assume that people enjoy it and if they don't it's like I don't give a fuck like whatever it's like it's you live out your dreams and you do what you want to do I wanted to sing that and put it online and I've done it so awesome <laughs> um anyway uh This has been called our sequence. I have no idea what came before this or what will come after this, but this is like six minutes of the episode. So, hey, you know what, screw it. Let's say this is the fucking intro for this week's episode. I've no idea what I'll be doing after this point, but this was the intro. Welcome to Friday Night Fright with your host, Ian Austin, who frights on a Friday night. Um, There'll be stuff after this in the episode. I don't know what it'll be, but you've got... Me singing the starting episode. So if you're still listening, God bless you. you. Clearly, you don't have enough to do in your life, but you're still listening. But thanks for putting up my complete bollocks, my ruined nation of uh, ling Manuel Mirandas, like Ling Miranda. I can't remember his name, but like, you know, I he's probably somewhere thinking, who the fuck, if he even listened to this, which he wouldn't, he's probably thinking, who the fuck is this guy? Why has he ruined my song from my musical Hamilton? But there you go. Anyway, um, the the rest of the episode will be coming up after a brief word from our sponsor. who's also me. So, episode 66, what do you cover on episode 66? You cover Star Wars specifically the new Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, which I saw last night. Um, I'd been up for 18 hours when I watched it. I woke up at 6, I did full day at work, 8 to 4. I went out from work, I had a meal, went to see a pantomime in town. I went to see The Last Jedi, and then I went to see Rise of Skywalker. So it's a busy day for your boy, Ian. And uh, Before I get into Rise of Skywalker, so this, this little parts can be split into... Three parts, this little chapter, because split splitting, like, three parts, so part one's going to be, like, Star Wars, it's sort of, like, my, my take on franchise, my experiences watching it, part two's going to be a review of Rise of Skywalker, without, as few spoilers as possible, and then part three is going to be a spoilery rant about Rise of Skywalker, because I have a lot to say about Rise of Skywalker, and I know people won't hear it, anyway, part one, so it's going to be the, um, talk about Star Wars, and the um, I'll split into sections, don't worry. Part one. So, my take on Star Wars as a well, whole. Well, I remember I watched it, I grew up watching Star Wars as a kid. It was, um, one of the things of family. My dad, um, loved Star Wars, loved Star Wars, even used current tense. Really big fan of Star Wars. And he got us into it as kids, and we were indoctrinated, for lack of a better word, but it's in good way. So I remember lots of pleasant memories of Christmas, watching Star Wars. I mean, if you grew up in England, you watched Star Wars at Christmas, that was the thing. Nowadays, not so much with all the TV channels, but back then, when you only had, like, the four channels, I think, like, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV Channel Four, Star Wars was always on Christmas, because they loved content, and Star Wars was good content, so... Star Wars and Indiana Jones even, they're really good, really good content at Christmas, you know, shutting kids up and all that jazz, and they were wonderful movies, I have very fond memories of watching Star Wars at Christmas, and generally loving the original trilogy, at least I thought I did, in retrospect, it were, nowadays I'm wondering, do I really enjoy as much as I did once you get rid of that wide-eyed sense of wonder that you had as a kid, And the answer is sort of, like, I I still like the movies, I still enjoy the original three, and they are very entertaining, but I don't think they're the classics they were back in the day, and I know that's heretic to say online, but... Because it's Friday Night Friday, and I'm fucking knackered, so I'll say whatever the fuck I want, to be honest. No, I think they're still very entertaining movies, and I do enjoy them, but... (sighs) hey. There you go, I'm really tired, just gotta get out before I go to work at one o'clock and work to eight o'clock. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I like them. And I have fond memories of them. And I think Luke's arc is great. But I was never a big fan of Princess Leia. I, and Han Solo, I, like, the captain's cool and funny. But at the same time, it's kind of amusing how he's actually kind of shit. Like, it's, it's very much like a precursor to something like Big Lebowski where Han Solo doesn't fit in Star Wars movie because he doesn't believe in force, he doesn't believe in mysticism, and he doesn't really care about the fight. All he wants to do in the three movies is get paid and fuck Princess Leia. That's his entire thing in the original three movies, and that's fine, you know? But as Harrison Ford puts it, it doesn't really give him anything to work with in part three, because he's accomplished everything, and he's just stood round in the background going, oh, Leia, I-, I think he might like Luke. And hey, look, anyone who says that original trilogy is planned out in advance, remember, Luke kissed Leia. Leia kissed Luke. Um, they kissed each other and then they'll be brother and sister so fuck off with all that shit it was badly put together in terms of coherency between units I mean, I keep returning Jedi literally undoes the entire last act of Empire Strikes Back in first 20 minutes and then they never mention it again suddenly, hands out of carpet, no, he's fine they're all hanging out, they're all chilling so don't give me any of that oh, George Lucas, uh, he didn't he didn't, guys, he made that shit up as he went long you know, each movie was treated as an individual entity, and they really, beyond a few things, had nothing to do with each other. Like, Luke's character arc is really cool, but he's basically a different character in each fucking movie, and we never see any of the progression. It all takes place off screen. So, you know. But I do like him. I'd say probably my ranking for the original three, I would go for... I'd, I'd put the original Star Wars as my favourite, because I like with people I know who like Fellowship of the Ring, they say they like that one, because it's like the introduction to everything, and you get to see more fun, more variety, more spark between characters, because Empire onwards, it gets fucking dark, really dark, and it's nice to see Luke and Han bantering, and Leia, you know, just hanging out in the background, for all her talk of being feminist here, I really don't fucking get it, like, you know, maybe, because Baby Sinmar was that bad at the time, but, I always thought she was the least of three to be honest you know. better than fucking Padme but anyway fucking, let's go on to prequels so if I'd rank it, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back for Return of Jedi although I fucking love Ewoks so Return of Jedi in some ways I enjoy more than Empire Strikes Back and the reason I enjoy it more is because I love the idea of a cannibalistic tribe of fucking tell you about it that's brilliant to me if you've done more with that but we can do Prequels, um, prequels, oh, I remember enjoying them at time, like, i fucking, I would never not love Avenger of Sith, because Ian McDiarmid's Palpatine just goes full batshit crazy, and it's so much fun to watch, he is so, so fun, and such a weird, fascinating Shakespearean Interpretation of the character. I mean, they just knock the monkey I shit from the original Empire Strike right back. <laughs> you know, what the fuck was that shit? Like, seriously, like, what the fuck? But it's enjoyable. The prequels I like because, especially after having watched this one, these new free ones, the prequels I like because they tend really surprisingly coherent story, yes lots take place off screen yes, lots is alluded to rather than shown, but the central story is quite simple and logical, it's the downfall of Anakin Skywalker and Rise of the Emperor it's quite a clear, consistent through line. yes there's time jumps and all of that stuff, but the same core story always resolves around those three things you know, and it's actually re- I actually do think their fault, their problem, is they're not very entertaining movies, but structurally, they're actually really good, and they put a lot of effort into them, and it's probably the most concise... It's the thing whereby... Sorry. Sorry, try and drink coffee, stay away. It's the thing I like about George Lucas, actually. He's a... One, he's a really good ideas guy, and two, he's a really good structure guy. It's just the... Passion and enthusiasm, in. he doesn't reconvey like he makes really clinical movies. Like they feel like a movie, they look like a movie, but he doesn't really have that adrenaline rush style movie making. He's very old fashioned in that approach. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like if you watch a J.J. styles movie, they won't walk down the corridor. They'll run down Corridor. Lucas isn't in that much of a fucking rush. He's got that copula 70s vibe of... Let's just have them walk and talk. That's fine. You don't need to push it too far... It doesn't always create most entertaining movies, but structurally, they're a lot better organised and designed, and cat rats are actually quite cool, you know? So, granted, a few of the Jedi's, like Mace Windu and Yoda, don't really get story art, something than the downfall of hubris, which isn't really... But Obi-Wan gets a great story art, you know? it's just is Lucas can't redirect actors, so everyone's given stuff to do, but the the, the actual dialogue and the directing and editing doesn't reconvey really what he's trying to convey but at the same time you have to appreciate it so, I would go with those ones. Um, prequels uh, Revenge of Sith 1 because it is one of the most entertainingly schlocky movies I've made, and in McDermott's Palpatine is fantastic. Um, Phantom Menace 2 because I loved the video game on PC, and I enjoy- remember watching Sigma. It's the first Star Wars movie I watched in Sigma, very cognitive of what I was watching, so and the y- it scenes were breathtaking and Liam Neeson's really good, and Tav to clones too, because, free. because I get what they're going for, all saps, to kamages, and I get what point move was, it was just really, really, really dull, and the lightsaber fight with Yoda and Dooku is amazing, watch for the first time in Sigma but after that point, you're like, what what, what the fuck, you Anyway, on to the new ones, or at least the the last two. Force Awakens, I'm in two minds about Force Awakens. On one hand, I really, really admire it. On the other hand, I find it strange. J.J. Abrams made Star Trek, which the new reboot one, which is basically a Star Wars movie. He goes to many ways. So Nick makes Force Awakens, and that's very much a... J.J. Abrams' take on Star Wars, he moving Lots happened to move very fast, blah, blah, and there's lots of energy to and all of that. But the more you look at it, the more you start to see parts that don't work. Like, for example, the way he has characters go, I know all this information. And you're like, how? Like, J.J. Like, J. Abrams has characters who you want to learn more about because they're fascinating. But he literally uses them just to deliver exposition. Like, Max von Sydow's character, who's like, I know who you really are. I know who you really are. You're you 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 son of Han Solo and Leia, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm going to allude to it. It's like I'm the guardian of the of the 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 waves, the the force. I'm a force priest. It's like, what's a force priest? JJ explained and it's like Oh no, we gotta move on to the next set piece. But there are parts I really like. I think Poe Dam Oscar Isaac is an st- amazing actor. And <laughs> Actually, that's one thing I really like about these ones. With fucking Oscar Isaac and fucking Adam Driver, John Boyega, you know, even Daisy Ridley. So, And Dom Hall Gleason. He's cast some really fucking good actors in this movie. Like, I know this was Daisy Ridley's first breakout movie, but come on, you got fucking Adam Driver. Fucking working Oscar Isaac in a Star Wars movie. Like, those guys were in Coen Brothers' movie together inside Lynn Davis, which you should check out. But it's so cool, because the original Star... Both Star Wars movies kind of cast, like you know, big names, you know, like Ian McGregor and people like that. Really good actors. This one fucking casts in reasonably independent actors in main roles and they're all really, really good. Like John Beager is fantastic. Daisy Ridley is excellent and driver is fantastic in force awakens and oscar isaac is so good they boosted his role like it's great and also you get snoke which oh, i'll get snoke in the second last year on view but at least it's, it felt like something different at the time but yeah really fast-paced movie really interesting recall cool. and i love ray's cat of like you know yeah, you know, there nobody who can use a force, more on that later, you know, it's cool, because up to now, it's all been family dynasties, and kids being trained, and shit, being indoctrinated by Creepy J Order, and yeah, now you get the awesome, um, Ridley, de- uh, Ray stuff, which is really cool, that's good, uh, yeah, uh, I do like Force Awakens. It falls down a bit on repeat watches, but there you go. Last Jedi, oh, here we go. Ian versus the Internet game. Look, I watched the Last Jedi game in Sigma before watching Rise of Skywalker. And for- Last Jedi is an exceptionally crafted movie. Crafted, even. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you think about Rianne Johnson or what you think of his movies quality-wise, he is an exceptional craftsman. Everything makes sense. Everything's there to lead to everything. Everything beats naturally. Character arts are fantastic. Everything pays off Force Wagons in interesting ways. And the subversion for Luke is the best thing for his character. I respect Mark Hamill and I respect that he wanted Luke and he wanted a scene with Han and Leia, and he wanted, you know... Old Luke and all of that. But it's been 20, maybe even 30 years. Who the fuck is the same 30 years later as they were in present day? You know? No one. Like, I mean, that's, it just. He gave Mark Hamill the role, the role of a lifetime in terms of playing old Luke Skywalker. And Hamill will react to part. He was amazing. His scene with Yoda was probably, the, even today, one of my favourite scenes in any blockbuster in recent memory. And seeing at the end, where he walks out and faces the Imperial Army with nothing but a laser sword, it's visually, in every conceivable way, that is one of the best payoffs to a redemption arc I've ever seen. It's Brilliant and gives Anne Driver so much work with too when he finally interacts with Mark Ham on screen in terms of a real dialogue scene. Amazing. Yes, you can point to Finn's stuff feeling a bit, you know, ham fisted and not quite thinking, But again, I point out this movie is giving Finn more the idea and letting him know that Stormtroopers and, you know, they're good and bad is to a large degree relative, you know. And that's fascinating and that's good and that gives Finn character because his anger was just at the Imperial for what they did to him, never realising that if he could turn, half people can turn. So there's something. And Poe's storyline, I get what people are saying, you know, they're, they're upset about it, but I don't mind it because he was a reckless flyboy in the first movie and it worked then, and it didn't work here. So it's nice subversion. And yeah, re- really enjoyed last year. I, I, I don't know if I caught... A Stone Cold classic, but it's, it's a very good styles movie. And now on to Rise of Skywalker, there'll be a brief bit. So if you don't want to know anything about Rise of Skywalker, turn this podcast off now and I'll see you next week. But if you want to know, I'll do my non-spoilery review in just a second. Okay, back. Rise of Skywalker, non-spoilery review. I'll try and do this as much as I can. Um, what word will I use to describe Rides of Skywalker? A mess! An absolute mess on almost every conceivable level. This movie is just like Revenge of Sith and terms of Jedi. It is a reaction to the previous movie and a course correction. That's what this movie is. It's not... It's almost like it's a sequel... To a movie J.J. never made. It really is. It's um... It's hard to quantify about spoiling... But I'm going to try... Because you know... My spoilery rant is going to come up in second... And that'll be the end of the episode... So if you don't want to be spoiled... You won't be spoiled... But it's fundamentally... This movie is really a movie which needs context and we don't get context you'll know it from the opening crawl the opening crawl is so tone deaf it's scary it essentially is saying to you once shit's happened deal with it move the fuck on but probably none of that shit happened you know it's literally all happened off screen and then we get the first scene, which feels like the midway point in a movie, but it's in the first scene. It's like J.J. Wilson and Chris Terry thought, fuck it, we need to hit ground running after Last Jedi. And they, they do hit ground running, but they're running, so, they're running at super speeds. So it's so fast. We can't compare what they're doing. And they're like, it's cool, it's cool. We're, we're, we're collecting Information. So we can't process this information. We don't have super speed, JJ. We don't have super speed, Chris. The fuck is going on? And I, I'm just going to say it. I'm. Just, I don't just know Chris Terrace personally. I don't know whether he's a good writer or not because obviously, when you're writing movies like this, you are writing for the director and writing what they want and working with them to collaboration. Maybe he's a good writer. I don't know. But between. Batman vs Superman, Just League, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. He is not really a very good writer in terms of structure, story pace, character logic. Because this movie fucking leaps. Leaps from plot to plot to character to character to character choices to payoffs to revelations to foreshowing to twists to 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 downright contradictions of earlier movies it jumps so erratically that this really does feel like a first draft that no one fits that that's it it's definitely it's a movie which they i know this said a lot but needed six months more they really did and hey look i understand let's talk about the elephant in room and don't mean Blue Elephant. I mean Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher's passing. Look, I understand that fucked them up a bit. I get it. I really, really get it. And I completely sympathise. But they've clearly written this movie around that fact. And honestly, I know it's going to sound harsh and it's going to sound disrespectful. They should do not have bothered. I know they won't give her a fitting send-off. I get that. I understand that. They shouldn't have bothered. Because the problem is that clearly the ideas they had stuff with revolved around her. Re- revolved around this being Carrie Fisher's movie, Princess Leia's movie. And problem is they had no fucking footage to use. So all footage they use is appropriated from deleted, unseen footage from Force Awakens, which means that... No- Ray looks the same as she did in Force Awakens in terms of hairstyle appearance. And I I am not gonna to get too much into spoilers, but what I am gonna say is that Fundamentally, we're watching movie visually. We're trying to watch this movie visually. So if Daisy Ridley is Ray looks the same as she did in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. We're not going to get a sense of character progression, guys. We're not getting a sense that Luke looks differently in each movie, Anakin Skywalker looks different in each movie, Han Solo changes slightly in each movie, and so does Leia. You know, that's character development. But Daisy Ridley is struggling to convey what Rey needs to convey because she looks like Rey did at the end of Force Awakens and start of Last Jedi, and she's meant to have changed because this movie's. This this, I don't know, this movie's clearly set some time after Last Jedi. So that's problem one. Problem two the characterization doesn't make any sense. Again, it's like JJ's making a sequel to a movie we've never seen. It's like he's making a sequel to. So. F-38. It's like he's making a sequel to an Episode Eight, but we've never seen Episode Eight, JJ. We didn't see your version of that movie, you know. And like, just generally, it's just rush movie making. It's makes me confused because you watch Star Wars, you watch you watch Star Trek, even you watch Force Awakens. So you watch Star the reboot of Star Trek, Star Trek in Darkness, and Force Awakens all have really good pacing. All really tightly organized scripts. And all despite the fact that they met some back backlash, they're coherent. They make sense. Except for the Khan reveal in um Star Trek in Darkness. But to go I'll go more into that on my spoiler section because that is beats compared to what they do here. But they're really good. This movie is a bunch of ideas thrown together and the ideas don't really mesh together at all and it's a bunch of, oh, we need to bring this character back, this character back, this character back. Oh, we need to reveal what that character's been doing up to now. And you what? and I watching, I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That literally contradicts what you've done in the last movie. And also, there's the fact that JJ's admitted this was not his plan all along. But that creates question. If this wasn't your plan, JJ, what was your plan? Because I... I don't really believe he had much of a plan. And the reason I say that is because if he did, this move would not be mess it was. Because he'd be able to combine what he wanted to do with what Rian Johnson did, you know? And really, after Last Jedi, I have to say, all criticisms of that movie, people can fuck right off. Because this is a reaction to your pathetic, childish, Infantile whining about a Star Wars movie which gives you a movie and characters rather than a bunch of Grey Hits bullshit. Because this is fucking movie you get when you bitch and whine about social justice and fucking females in Star Wars movies and old Finn, you know, not, and Rose going Canto Blight and old Rose, she's crap, and you harassed actresses online this is the shit you get you fucking nerds and i say that the most utter disdain because i don't consider i really don't consider style or thing, anymore i really don't after this movie i'm kind of tuning out i'll watch movies i'll enjoy them but this movie was made for you fans and it's a fucking movie you deserve to be honest you know these hardcore pathetic Man children online. You know, like just you you get movies like this because of how you act. You get movies you deserve as far as I'm And this movie is really, really bad. Structurally it's a mess. Um the character arts don't make any sense, the relationship arts don't make any sense. Um I what do I like? I I like bits of it. I I think Nando was good. Chewbacca was really good as usual... Although... Some fucking weird choices with him... Um... Fucking Charlie from Lost on it... I'm... In literally a 10 word... 10 line cameo... Richard Grant was really good... But I mean... Some baffling choices... In terms of plot and character choices... Now I have to assume Terry and JJ are just like... Fuck it... Let's do whatever we want... But guys... You know, couldn't you have made a coherent movie first? I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah, so how would I rank this in terms of franchise? Oh, the action wasn't very good either. Um, honestly, at moment... Oh, shit, yeah, I mean... So, my Star Wars rankings at the moment would probably be... Um, oh, shit, I didn't talk about the other movies. like Probably Rogue One. I think it's my favourite style of movie, because I like Warhammer and something. I think the characterization is slight, but good. Um, So Rogue One, A New Hope, um, Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi, Return of Sith, Return of Jedi, uh, probably Revenge of Sith, um, Solo. Solo's growing on me more, watch it. Uh... Shit, I can't even remember where I got to. Oh, um, Phantom Menace, Tap of Clones. I guess, like, I genuinely think this is worse than Tap of Clones. I genuinely think this is worse than Tap of Clones. Because Tap of Clones was bizarre, but it was it not very good, but it was coherent. This is just incoherent, and I'm so surprised by J.J. J. Abrams, because up to this point, I've like, been an advocate of him at least making movies. Like, they look, they feel like movie of democracy. This feels like a kid's acid trip. It really does. It feels like he said to a nine-year-old kid, take some acid and write down everything you want in Star Wars movie. And keep this. And they just like, fuck it, we'll shoot it. Really bad. Really bad. And um are judging by the fucking terrible, rotten, smart Bots office. I think a lot of people are agreeing it's really bad. Because at the moment, it has fucking... What, 58%? Which is fucking pathetic for a Star Wars movie. It's pathetic for any type of movie, but particularly Star Wars. I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. What the fuck? But it deserves it. It's really not very good. So, yeah, I what, what would I give it? Um, Spoiler review, I'll go into more details, but I would probably give it 2 out of 5. It's only 2 out of 5, because there were a few bits I really enjoyed, that were later on done by other bits, but, yeah, so, um, and, yeah, just, just a terrible, terrible end to trilogy, I actually agree with my brother now, in retrospect, they fucked this trilogy up good and proper, and the reason they fucked up is, it should have been trilogy in the first place, there should have been the adventures of Ray, Poe, and Finn, that's it, It should have ended with them having Core Venture in part nine. And then if they want to do more movies later on, they could. And I'm sure they could do more movies. But really, at this point, who the fuck's going to see them? You know? Like, Last Jedi, you peaked with this trilogy with Last Jedi. Because that was a really good movie made by a really good director who you should have said, fuck it, we'll delay it. Come make this end one with us. But no, the actors apparently didn't care for it because it subverted, it made some acts rather than just react. They wanted J. J. Abrams back, the fans wanted J. J. Abrams back. Well good news, you got J. J. Abrams back and he made a piece of shit. There you go. This is my review of for, of fucking rides of Skywalker. Really disappointed, but I should probably say it again to, you know, go in more detail on it. Anyway, f- I will be back in a few seconds with my spoilery review. And honestly, I'm telling you now, don't just turn this podcast off and don't want to be spoiled. Because I am going to go and spoil spoilers, okay? So, you know, you've been warned. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, don't listen if you don't want... Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoilers are coming, coming If you don't want to be spoiled, 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 then turn this podcast off and... Enjoy your day, hey, but this is a spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoilers are coming Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, seriously, if don't want to be spoiled... Listen, stop listening right now, run for your life! Spoilers... So, yes, you've just had your spoiler warning. So if still listening, I imagine you won't be spoiled for this movie. Well, I'm going to oblige you. Um, where to start, really? It's uh, a fucking movie that starts with from the get-go with the text the dead speak Palpatine is alive and the actual movie features Kylo racing to find Palpatine and finding him straight away which is like what the fuck like I know people mock JJ for Star Trek in Darkness but at least there's a bit of tension with the Khan thing this was just like you want Palpatine fuck you his Palpatine and immediately it's like oh shit it's that sort of movie because I, I got vibes straight away that JJ was pretty Pretty much making a sequel to a movie never existing. That has been done before. Robert Rodriguez, obviously, with Once Upon a Time Mexico, shot flashback sequences, which he fully intended to be part of another movie set between Desperado and Once Upon a Time Mexico. But he never made that movie, but he shot sequences, which is more than J.J. Abrams has done, because apparently this takes place a year after Last year. Jedi. You won't fucking know it. I mean, it's just... And then you find out when they're fucking Kylo are like, "How are you alive?" he's like, "The Sith," and that's the explanation. It's like, "Fuck you, fuck you! How dare you ask me? How dare, how fucking dare you ask me questions about how I'm alive? How dare you ask J, J. Abrams and Christero to explain how endless makes sense? He's a Sith. They have fucking. There's that line in one of the movies where he was like, "The Sith have mastered death." but he hadn't, that's the entire point, like, you know, it's not like when he was thrown the fuck down the pit by fucking Vader, and he was so sort of like, this is fine, I have enough planned, he was sort of like, no, no, <laughs> he thrown, and he died, oh! he wasn't happy about it, but in this movie, he's sort of like, I have formed a fire lord. And Like, and then the the fucking final order! So, like, the first order has failed. The final order! We will succeed. Because I've created ships with my cult members in the fucking p- pits of Zeng- Zangador, whatever the fuck it's called. Like, Zangador, like, Zangador, whatever it is. And you're immediately watching us, like, oh my fucking god, JJ has lost his mind. But more I think about it, more I'm like, this is. Kinda amazing, cause like, it's just utter utter shit but schlock. But it's so much fun. Like to, to actually think about it. More you think about it, more I think about. It, more I'm like, I can't kind of love it. I mean, it's terrible. But like, how audacious to JJ just be like, you know, what? fuck it. Toys, he, t- he overturned the pram was like, fuck your toys. arts were like, JJ, save the franchise. He was like, I'm Rorschach. He looked down at them and was like, no but, like, his big idea is I'll bring Palpatine back, and I won't make any of the movie tense, or them find him, or anything, He just find him straight away, he's this, this fucking Sith GPS and Palpatine's on some random planet, with thousands of cult members, millions even, and fucking a module chips, like, what the fuck? I mean, like, to think, to, and then it cuts into, like, raise on a fucking training course, and it's sort of like, oh, there's, there's, Carrie Fisher, they green-screened her in from fucking Force Awakens cut footage. And look, Ray looks the same as she did in Force Awakens, because who gives a fuck about characters looking different? No, we have to match the footage. The, The scenes they shot together, she looked like this. We need to use those scenes. And they're so terrible, all of them. Everything with fucking Carrie Fisher and Larry in this movie is terrible. It's so bad. She... It's like, it's an example of why would you not give her something to do in The Force Awakens? Why, why did you wait? You just give people stuff to do in all the movies you make. Don't go, I oh, will make the first one about her. Give her something to do in the first movie. Like, you know, and all the scenes that she's watching and thinking JJ is literally trying to use every scrap of fucking material from fucking Force Awakens and I was watching and I was like oh my god this is so bad and then oh the Matt Daddy of all fucking Charlie from Lost is random resistance member it was like what the fuck is the point of this look people know people know who Dominic Monho is they know him from fucking Lord of Rings they know him from Lost you can't just Random fucking resistance member. It's like, anyone could have done that role. Fucking anyone. Like, Jesus, give him something to work with at least. I mean, I know fucking Greg Gumberg is Snap, who I, I'm i just going to put on See, He is so... His performance to fucking Carrie Fisher's deleted scenes is so bad. And he's not a bad actor, he's not. But it's, it's like, he just looks like he's... Fucking straining to think what I've got. He has nothing to work with. He's like, so he's looking at a green screen or blue screen, thinking, did did I see this latest scene? Have I reacting to it? Like, it's so bad, and they fucking oh my god, oh man, the um. The fucking polyamory menage de with fucking Finn, Poe and Ray. And it's like, oh my god, JJ, what the fuck? And then like, the best, my favorite part of the whole movie, Finn's entire cat rock in this movie is, I love Ray. You know, he won't, he's about to her he loves her and doesn't say, it. And then they never, they bring up once more and that's it. And then at the end, he hugs Ray. Poe hugs Ray and Po and Finn hug each other while hugging Ray. It's like, oh my god. That's even the best part. Finn's happy ending is he meets a random fucking stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. so storm like, yeah, we're we're on Endor and we we used to be stormtroopers too. And guys watching us like, okay, that's not a happy ending. And then fucking Ray and Ben are like we 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 love each other. And he's like, oh my god, this is so dumb. You lit JJ's literally, and I say it seriously, he can say whatever he wants in public. He has taken a big shiny shit on Ryan Johnson's movie, and it's if it's intentional, I don't think it's intentional, but if it's clearly at the very least unintentional. Oh, unintentionally hilarious because it's so bad. It's like the reveal of who Ray really is. I won't go into details about that because you know, too many spoilers, but it's so fucking bad. And the way the characters try to justify it with, oh, we're, um, you know, tech- what Rianne Johnson's movie said is true, but at the same time, you know, it's true because it's like, you fucking kidding me. It's so- so bad it's just oh man just oh it's so fun like i can't wait to watch a red land media review of this movie it's gonna be classic because this is so bad and schlock and as good as pa- as good as him, madame does is palpatine he is fucking wasted here he's just given nothing to work with. I mean, say what you were about George Lucas and um, writing all that, but he gave some McDiarmid some fucking great lines in especially Revenge of Sith. He has nothing to work with here. It's just, I'm a zombie man! It's like, okay, you know. And... It's just, generally, it's just a mess of movie. Like, the characters make no sense. There's so many times in this movie where something happens, and characters react to it, and it's completely undercut a scene later. There's, like, this entire part of C-3PO, where it's, like, this really meaningful, sad, you know, genuinely heartwarming end for saga moment, and they fucking undercut it ten minutes later. The way they said they would not be able to uncut it, and it's like, for fuck's sake, you want... J.J. clearly wants to subvert, just like Ryan Johnson did, but he can't do it. He's so infringing nostalgia. And nostalgia's fine, up to an extent, but the amount of bullshit in this fucking movie and the fucking bollocks they spout with Luke, the absolute twaddle of, oh, well, this is what he was actually doing. It's like, no! No! Like, he had a perfect character arc in the last movie, and to twist it with actually No, he was doing some... Rebellion stuff in, back, in passing all that. It's like, no! Like, I know you can say that JJ's given a lot of um, problems to pick up from Rian Johnson's movie, you know, in terms of what was set up and all that. He had the opportunity to go anywhere, and he thought, fuck it, Palpatine, day one, scene one. Like, a tense movie would be, is Palpatine alive or not, and then reveal he is alive. I mean, we all knew madame it's gonna be in it but it's so easy this movie is so easy in terms of going from a to b they immediately jump past b they jump to fucking f it's like they go through a movie's worth of plot in the first seven minutes of the movie and it's just like jesus christ it's so breakneck it doesn't have any real pace any real coherence to it. It's so funny in the worst most inappropriate way. It's definitely the Revenge of Sith of this particular fr- of this particular trilogy. Because Tem Jedi is reasonably I mean it undoes a lot, remember I strike back, but it's reasonably coherent. Revenge of Sith is batch it insane, both loads of great palpiting speeches and moments. And this movie is batch insane but doesn't have lots of great palpiting moments with that. And the fucking state of, like, why they explain why Rey is who she is and how she's threatened Palpatine. The fucking state of it, I swear to God. Just, oh, so, so bad, guys. Like, that's the one thing I'm not going to spoil, but, you know, fucking, you'll watch the movie. But the, the endings are a bunch of bollocks. The fucking cheek of fucking Luke talk about how, you know, you shouldn't disgrace a Jerry's lightsaber. It's like, you cannot be more... Flippant JJ in how much you don't actually have much time for Rian Johnson's movie. And Rian Johnson is just, you know, what can you do? I'd look forward to seeing it again in maybe not hallucinating or thinking I'm hallucinating, but I have to say, the opening seven minutes was the most surreal thing I've ever seen in cinema and the movie is best summed up by it. at the end five people clapped and one person shouted that was fucking shite and that wasn't me so yeah um, definitely a mess of movie hopefully spoilers of amuse I'm going to go and see if I can find Red Let Me review of the movie and uh, I will see you guys next week for maybe re- end for the Friday fame friend um, reviews anyway until next time remember life is beautiful